Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Oi, oi! I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Benners. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Bully. Great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. This episode is sponsored by Burn Baby Burn. Dan Burns. To be more like Dan, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marlow Show and grow the show today. You're listening to The Marla Show. It isn't on the radio. It's a podcast, fool. You listen anywhere you go. The Joe Marla Show. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Joe Marla and this is Tom Fordyce. Hello, Joe. I've got a question for you. That thing in front of you, mm. is that a standard issue donut? Tom, that is a crow nut. It's a what? That is a crow nut. Explain. It is a croissant crossed with a donut. Oh, a crow nut. Yes, of course. Hang on, so which elements of the croissant survive and which elements of the donut survive and which bits are dispensed with? So I don't know. Um, it <laughs> Did looks... you buy it because it's a big chocolate thing? I like a big chocolatey ring. How many have you bought? I bought four. And so, then I realised when we got in the studio, there's five of us. So you fuckers are going to have to share. I'm sorry. But, you know, things are tight. Christmas was tough. Four kids. Fuck me. Are there any other pastries that you would like to see crossbred? Oh, I really like that. What's that swirly thing with the icing in the cherry? Is that a Danish? Yeah, Danish. Yeah, I'd like a Danish crossed with a gingerbread man cheese straw a cheese straw so like a chainish <laughs> chainish cheenish how cheesy would it be oh yeah yeah like um, instead of the uh, white icing melted cheese I'm having melted camembert does it keep the cherry no you replace the cherry with like a, a frozen ball of caramelised onion onion chutney so what's this called again cheenish swirl if anyone listened to this podcast would like to make us a chinish swirl, please have a go at it. Maybe taste the merchandise before sending it in. Get in contact with us on social media and we can launch the cheat. What's it called again? 
It's a chinish swell. <laughs> I think we need to work on it because I can't say it. Chinish. That's the, that's the uniqueness of it. It's a chinish swell. <laughs> Chini- or swell. And 2022 will become, Joe, the year of the chinish swell. Yeah, the year of the chinish swell. <laughs> right, who have we got coming on today? Joe, don't pretend you don't know. Today's guest is a sex worker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joe. While you recover, just nod, and I will. Uh, I will tell the listeners whether you've nodded or not. Have you told Daisy that we are speaking to a sex worker today? Yes, Tom. I have told Daisy that we're talking to a sex worker today. She was like, "What the fuck is a sex worker?" I went, "Exactly. The people want to know, and that's what I'm going to go and do. I'm going to go and talk to a sex worker. It's not like I'm going to work and having sex with her in the studio, am I?" Just going to go for a conversation. I'm going to imagine, Joe, as we talk to our sex worker, that that sentence is running through your head at every point. <laughs> I'm not going to have sex with a sex worker. I'm just going to talk to a sex worker in the studio. I'm not going to have sex with a sex worker. <laughs> I'm just going to talk to a sex worker in the studio. You told Murph? Yes. How'd it go? She called bullshit. What, she didn't believe you were talking to a sex worker? Yeah, and then she didn't believe that could constitute work. Well, hopefully... Not the sex bit, my job, our job. <laughs> oh, right, sorry. <laughs> well, all, there's also people out there that would argue they don't understand what how sex constitutes work either. So So many questions, Joe. Shall we get our guest on? Get her on. Our guest today is Reed Amber. And I've been on your Instagram today and you describe yourself as a sex, nudity and mental health anti-shamer, dot dot dot, pansexual, dyslexic, ethical slut. Fuck me. No, no. <laughs> Just in trouble already, Joe. It's trouble ahead here. That wasn't uh, that wasn't a, um, invitation? a, a request or an invitation. <laughs> but fucking hell, what? Hello, first of all. Hi, it's nice to meet you. But what the fuck is that? <laughs> I have developed that, actually, that little bio for a long time. Um, and, of course, sex and nudity and mental health is all I care about, is all I talk about. And I just thought being open and honest and owning the shit that I'm doing and dealing with, I should really ask, are we allowed to swear? Not as much as you are. Are you yeah. fucking serious? Okay, just double checking. <laughs> Very different to uh, the ice cream lady. It is quite different to the ice cream lady, yeah. <laughs> Unless, Reed, you're going to bring a number of frozen products out your bag which i thought you were gonna say yeah. something else there <laughs> yeah you out your the, the, pause the pause was too much yeah. and you need to behave yourself you or me who's getting in more trouble you 100 percent, because you're already bright red and oh, i haven't, I haven't even said half the shit you that's were, written down here. you were red 10 minutes ago before reed came in yeah it was very hot in here yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's what we're going for oh it's on guys it's on right talk to me how would you class what a sex worker is in the year 2022. Whoa. Right, so a sex worker is the umbrella term for all services that are sexual, acts for goods or money. Everything from you've got your dancers, you've got up to strippers, you have sex workers, gigolos, full service sex walkers, street callers, phone operators, people online selling used items to only fans it covers such a broad spectrum of sex workers and i know that at no point did you say the word prostitute i didn't know <laughs> talk to me about what a lot of people might go well that's just a fancy or a new age way of calling someone a prostitute or you're just trying to get away with 
you know, someone who is a prostitute just saying sex work and all that like? What, what do you say to that? Of course. Um, prostitute, I don't like saying because with stigma, with the way that society is, we've created a stereotype of what a prostitute is, as well as it has a lot of crime involved with that word. And that's not what we are. Sex work is completely legal in the UK. So um, all the things you mentioned earlier, they're all legal? Uh, no, not oh. all of them. Oh. Okay. Right, Joe, uh, Reid, can you go through the list again and stop after each uh, job and then, Joe, you have to say legal or not legal? Online phone operator. Legal. Only fans. Legal. Full service sex worker. Right, what, just explain what a full service is. What do you think it is? Full Tires, service. Like just carburetor. straight you know, you get like, sex. Like the full works. The full work of sex. Yeah. That's yeah. illegal. Wrong. What? We are allowed to have sex for money in this country. It's completely legal. But there are weird loopholes and weird things that the government has done to us that makes it illegal. For okay. example, we I'm allowed to exchange money for sex in my own home. But if one of my friends, who's also a sex worker, feels unsafe in her home because maybe something's happened, she comes to my home. So we can both do it together to, to feel safe together because being a sex worker, being female, we are vulnerable. And that's illegal. It turns into a brothel and therefore the law is like, that's wrong. You could both be arrested. But we have this weird idea that it's, it's gross and perverted and they're not doing it out of their own choice. They're doing it because they have to or being coerced into it. That's not every sex worker. And stop assuming it is. Do you think a lot of that assumption is because it has been forced? There has been a lot of human trafficking. It is illegal. It has been run by gangs and traditionally. Mm-hmm. But in the last 10, 15 years, lots of, cha- lots of things have changed in the world, including the sex industry and how, more, how open we as a society are now about... Sex, you know, we, sex in your days, <laughs> Tom. Back in the day, like sex, everyone loves sex, or m- most people love sex, mm-hmm. but everyone felt really uncomfortable talking about it outside of the bedroom, or yeah. unless it was conventional sex, you're weird. Yeah, if you've got fantasies, you're weird. <laughs> you can't possibly talk about any fantasy. Mm-hmm. You can't talk about any fetishes. But that's completely changed in the last 10, 15 years. And mm. if you want to go get paid for sex, then fine. But I also understand that th- there are still gangs out there. There are still prost- There is still prostitution going on and, mm-hmm. and sex trafficking. So it is, a, it is a murky world. And it's frustrating because sex workers don't want that horrible part. We don't want people to be sex trafficked and coerced. But the way that the law is, we find it hard to report even situations that we deem unsafe. Um, And you're right. In the last 10 years, 10, 15 years, we've seen a huge explosion of people being able to talk about sex. I like the pun. (laughs) You know what I mean? But like explosion, ejaculate. Always explosion for you or more of a... Occasionally it could be a bit of a damp squib. Yeah. Is it a squid or squib? No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) For fuck's sake. Mm -hmm. So, Reid, you you say the the game has changed. Mm -hmm. Only fans uh, wasn't around what, 10, 15 years ago? Yeah. Can you talk uh, us through OnlyFans, how it works, please? So OnlyFans is a subscription service. So it's very similar like Facebook, for example, but instead of seeing people's profiles for free, you pay a monthly subscription to see their content, to see what pictures and videos they post. OnlyFans wasn't originally made for the adult industry, but of course, you know, 
we jumped onto it. I have so many friends that have very normal jobs, but over COVID, over lockdown, they got OnlyFans. It was a very good source of income while they were being furloughed. Joe, have you ever looked at OnlyFans? Um, I, this is interesting, Tom. Thank you for asking this. Uh, <laughs> in preparation uh, for today, because mm-hmm. I knew what you lot would be up to. I knew there'd be some sort of stitch up. Um, I <laughs> I went on the OnlyFans website and I was like, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my own account because it's not the sex worker industry mm-hmm. has basically overtaken OnlyFans as in dominate that. Yes. But it was really set up to for anyone who Just wants to... Just for celebrities to, doing like their gym pics. To do paid yeah. for content. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. Let's just get paid for, for stuff. So I went to sign up on it, create your account, right, put in your email address. So I put in my email address, put in the uh, password and my name and went to go through that and then click next and it put, this email is already registered with what? OnlyFans. What? And I went, fucking hell. That's Someone stitched me up here. What's going on here? <laughs> and then I went through it all, and somehow someone had, or I'd been hacked or something. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the classic. Well, I had a display name of U39783319. Wow. And I was like, what the fuck? How's this happened? Um, this can't have been like a drunken night. I'm going to make it only bad. And they just uh, forgotten about it? No, I haven't got a lot of content that people want to pay for. My feet are minging. Um, <laughs> I'm a bit flabby on top. And although saying that, I do get a fair amount of uh, dick pics sent to me. I was going to yeah. say, if you did gay for pay, you would <sighs> I've got break su- I'll be honest with you, I've got such a big bear following. Yeah, huge. Let's say he was going for the gay bear. Mm-hmm. OnlyFans vibe. What, would he, what sort of content would people want? All right, so this is good. So a lot of people think that OnlyFans is just putting up pictures and videos. It's not. It's a hell of a lot more. It's okay. all about... About marketing, PR, being a therapist, admin, chatting to people. But you could market yourself as the straight bear. The straight bear. Rugby player bear. I'm rugby bear. Yeah. Rugby yeah. bear. Yeah. Rugby bear. Nice. Um, people would want to see you being you. I think OnlyFans is very authentic. But they would mainly want to see stuff that you wouldn't post on your social media. So, so. his penis. It's got my penis. I've never put my penis on social media. <laughs> so people would want to see your penis for would sure. They? Oh, they would probably pay big bucks for that. People want to see Rugby Bear's penis. Rugby Bear's penis. But of course, you are your own boss with OnlyFans, so you can choose what you do and don't post. I think I would play cock or ball with them. <laughs> would you? So like, I'd That's just, fucking great. You know, get... Get a really tight bit roll. of either cock or ball yeah. and occasionally be like, hi, hi guys, happy Monday. Here's today's cock or ball. And then get all the requests and then just open it up and be like, today it was a ball. You know? <laughs> I think you need to do that. People wow. would honestly pay to see that. Just but, out of jokes as yeah, well. It's yeah. funny. It is funny to have your nutsack uh, online. Floating Tricky for the RFU though, isn't it? Tricky for the RFU. Yeah. But I'm, and I'm happy to do that. But what sort of money am I am I like requesting for that? So again, you're your own boss. You oh. can choose whatever price to set that at. And all you need to say is, I've got an OnlyFans. Do you want to look at my cock or ball? Decide. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is great because an ex teammate of mine called Chris Robshaw posted on his Instagram or Twitter. Oh, here's my link to my OnlyFans page, and we were like, 
because we immediately think of OnlyFans <laughs> yeah. as just as it's as porn or yeah. sex and all that. Like, we're like, <laughs> what the fuck, Robbo? Like, what's going on? With you? And it was like, no, 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 <laughs> no. It's for training videos and uh, gym workouts and stuff Amazing. like that. And I was like, of an England player, England mm. player workouts. And I was, we were like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why I already had an account because I actually wanted to see. That's behind what you've done. It. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's so, fucking funny. I bet you he's lying to you. He's Have you lying. subscribed? If <laughs> if he's doing if he's doing cock or ball on a Monday, <laughs> I'm, I'm so him but, take him down. No, I'm taking him or down. or collaborate and make loads. Oh, that's a nice move. Mm. Yeah. Oh my oh. god! So now I've nice. got to go around Robbo's house, take loads <laughs> of different pictures of me and him holding cock or ball. Yeah, <laughs> each other's cock or ball. Oh my, it would be a storm. Not sure how that's going down in in either household. Um, <laughs> what sort of if Joe were to go down that route, read what sort of revenue streams could he access? You could do cock and ball. You could put it up for twenty five dollars a month. Hang on, you're going as hard as twenty five dollars a month for my cock and ball. You never know. Fucking hell, you've, I think you really <laughs> overestimated my cock and ball. I, I mean, it, maybe it's worth an experiment because you will get some <laughs> die-hard fans that are desperate to see cock or ball. My cock or ball is only worth about seven dollars. Twenty-five dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> that much? <laughs> oh, bad. Uh, but seven dollars is actually a pretty great price to start with. Of okay. course, you can change as well if you think it's too low. You can put it up higher. You, I mean, again, you are your own boss with OnlyFans. What's the crack with? Have you got more than one OnlyFans account? I do, yes. So there's one of it's just you. Mm-hmm, my so main, that's your my main account. One. Mm-hmm. What's the other one then? You know what the other one is. I could see it. Yeah. <laughs> You've got an OnlyFans account for your feet. I do. You've yes. got a separate OnlyFans account for your feet. Yes, just for my feet. Why? Just for my little piggies. I noticed in while I was in the adult industry, I've done everything from like full service sex work to webcam model to phone. Hi, call me guys. Um, to, I've tried it, tried it all. And feet, a lot of people loved my feet. And I hated my feet before sex work. I really did. I, I hid my feet in socks. I would never what go there. What was wrong with your feet? My mind. My mind was the problem. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Nothing's wrong with my feet. My feet no. are amazing. They're sexy. They're so. What are you sorry? Your feet curves. are under the table. And no, sorry, I don't know guys. if I'm transgressing a boundary. Can we see your feet? She's got trainers on. Do you want to pay me 20 quid? Good. Well played. Really good. Yeah. What about if we all get our feet out? It's a bit of a ball ache because I've got laces. <laughs> oh, not the laces. Sounds a feeble excuse to me. Is it? Oh, I can't take my shoes off because the lace. I don't mind, but the other thing, yeah, I'm not too sure, but I can't smell anything from COVID still. Oh, oh or bless Or taste you. anything, so yeah. I, so I don't, don't mind. I've been there. Fuck. Right, Reed, just describe Joe's feet. Do you need to just... You've actually got really nice feet quite enough feet for sports for a, when they're quite good, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, fuck me. Um, so, nice feet. We have maybe slightly flat-footed, but really good... Flat-footed. Flat-footed. Flat, flat-footed. <laughs> We've got really nice thick toes. Oh, thick toes. And a big, big toe. They like that. We they're, like not that. Too, uh, they're not too hairy, are they? Yeah, not too hairy. Not too yeah. hairy. Hang on, you can't assess your own feet. Fucking assess- hell, I'm in love with my own feet, mate. I love my feet. Thank you. And you know what? Your toenails are really well looked after. They Thank look you. like well looked after feet, which is quite rare for men, I'm Although sorry Although my, my, I would argue that my little toe seems to not have a nail. It's really it's, small as well. It's really, really tiny. <laughs> it's so... It's like and half the, the size of the fourth one. Especially if you're getting knocked around. Your feet should be in broad What shape, sort of price am I putting up for my feet pictures what, for, for having a foot only fans? Yeah. 
oh, I don't know. Is uh, it so? It's a monthly subscription, is it? Yeah, monthly subscription. Thinking about your audience. Yeah. If you were doing the rugby rugby bears feet page, <laughs> <laughs> um, probably. I mean, you say you've got quite a big male following. I mean, Pete, the amount of cock shots I get sent, and I'm like, <laughs> fucking hell! Like, who's sending cock shots? Like, whether teammates. No, actually, they're not teammates. One. We should definitely. In fact, talk can we about talk about dick, dick yes, whilst please. we're on it? What yeah. What is nice about receiving a picture of a cock? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing is nice unless you know the person and you're attracted In, to them, and they enjoy. Because I, I love nudes. I love sending, receiving nudes. I love, I love getting dick pics from my boyfriend. Favorite thing ever. But because I know him, I fancy him. I think he's attractive. When I get a dick pic from some random, I'm like. Dude, are you mentally okay? You have to be hitting some kind of rock bottom place to push out a dick pic like that. Or they think that you're going to get a positive response from it. You know, they think it's a compliment. You've got me so hard. Look at how hard you've got me. I'm going to take a photo and send it to you. Ian Botham, a famous cricketer. Mm. He used to be a famous cricketer. He clearly didn't know how Instagram worked. No, no, no. What you mean is someone took his phone and took a picture of their... Stuck it on his Instagram. Stop it. That's fucking That was the official... That was the official line. That's not not the line I'm buying. He's he's taken a dick pic, like an upward angle as well, so really bad angle. And it's... it's I mean, everyone's knobs are different, but it's not a great-looking knob. He's... And he's got a shrimp. Hold up now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All knobs are beautiful. All knobs are beautiful. But this one, this one, he clearly hadn't, like... Done it window dressed like, quite a saggy shriveled he's he's he was what how old was he fucking 50 60 at the time? Yeah, early 60s early 60s there's nothing wrong with mature cock either of guys. course not of course not but there is when you think that you're sending it as a private message to someone yeah. and you post it on your instagram feed oh, and the whole world finds it and he's like I don't know what to say to that. How do I get? How do I work this one out? Yeah, like, shit. A friend of mine stole a phone and took a picture of their cop, but you can clearly see your face is in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you want to send a cockpit, just ask. Just mm. be like, "Hey, is it okay if I send you a nude?" Easily, and don't be offended if they say no. Be like, "Oh, thanks. It's cool." Uh, some people can get offended, but there is nothing. There's no harm in saying, "Can I send you a nude?" and asking because you're not breaking any boundaries. You're not traumatizing any person that may be on a tube and they open up a picture and they've got people around them. You know, like I, I have so many friends that have been genuinely traumatized by receiving random cocks. <laughs> <laughs> it can be horrible. Sorry. Just receiving random cops. Yeah, receiving that line. But technology has been such a driver for this, hasn't mm-hmm. it? Because before the smartphone, if you wanted to send a dick pic, you would have had to to get a camera, take probably two or three different options because you needed to get it developed, take it to Boots, <laughs> find an envelope, get the address, post it, wait two days for the post to arrive. Do you oh know what I mean? God, I love now, that. is there's part of me that goes, I prefer that way. It's quite romantic in the There's a little fashion. bit more Beautiful. romance to it. Love letters. But also, there's also a huge amount of creepiness to it. And I mean, it's worse. I pictured Robin Williams' 24 hour photo or something, oh, yeah. you know, when he was like the crazy murderer that mm. 
So uh, maybe it has creeped me out. That, I feel that like this is why, you know, like people who are intersex get a bad rep. You know, that's the, the immediate thing that we think of when people are sending dick pics or paying for sex. Mm. We think you must be a pervert. You must be a loser mm. that you can't get sex in your own free time. It's like, well, no, man. Like sometimes if you can't make a phone, you go to the shop and buy it. Well, what's wrong in purchasing something? Same with purchasing nudes. I prefer people going and paying paying for their porn, you know, paying for your porn, we don't talk about enough anyway, because we have this weird idea that we're watching porn and it's seedy and, oh my God, I'm going to look something up, come and I'm never going to look at it again and I feel so ashamed. And there's nothing wrong with looking at porn. Of course, like you were talking about ethical porn. Mm. I'm an educational, ethical porn director. We, right, we have we need porn to stop. videos We need out. to pause on that. Okay. Little pause. Ethical porn. Mm-hmm. Ethical porn. Mm-hmm. What are the ethics? <laughs> Why did I put Quite a list? Say, Why did I put a list on there? Because I made that joke on the voice. Oh yeah, you said knowing about ethical sex because I'm from ethics. Ethics. That was <laughs> such a bad joke, and I can't believe you said it out loud on recording. <laughs> fuck me. Um, it stuck though, didn't it? You yeah, me it out. did. Ethics. <laughs> what do you mean ethical porn? Like, mm-hmm. do you the is the equipment you use ethical? I don't know. Is it, <laughs> is it not been made in a sweatshop? What What do you mean ethical porn? So the majority of porn, I believe, I know is unethical because of there isn't a governing body telling people what minimum wage is. I mean, it's it's just the same as what going self-employed when you're first self-employed. You've got no idea what to charge. Um, and it's exactly the same for the porn industry. A lot of it is self-employed people um, not knowing what to charge and just accepting what uh, a porn director, a creator, um, a studio is willing to give them. I'm seeing it over and over again that in spaces where there isn't a governing body to look over this and to see if it's okay, because again, sex is taboo. If something fucks up, you can't go to anyone about it. And I'm, I've am i had some situations before I've worked in the office behind the camera. I mean, I've done everything in the porn industry from towel girl to director to script writer to so editor. What's a towel girl? You know what a towel girl is. Uh, mopping. You mop it up. Yeah. That's a job. Yeah, yeah. Well, runner, runner, towel girl. Oh, a runner, runner yeah. but you call them towel girls. Well, I called myself towel girl because it's oh, okay. fucking hilarious, and I loved my job. I was like so into it. And you've owned it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've owned it. Plus, runners just sounds boring. Everyone yeah. knows what a runner is, like little bitch boys. But I'm, I'm done with that. I'm a towel girl. Yeah, okay. I love my job. Okay. So yeah, I've been in companies where they've promised to pay, promised to pay, and they haven't paid, and there was no one I could talk to. You know. Ombudsman, advice, citizens advice bureau, taking them to court on my own. It's just not possible. Um, And it's exactly the same for many sex workers who work in porn. There are just, there is so much porn out there. I mean, now anyone with a phone can call themselves a director. Anyone with an OnlyFans can be like, yeah, come over. I'll pay you this fee. Do this for my OnlyFans. Ethical porn is paying people fairly, is making sure that you're in a nice working environment, and not not just, I mean, the performers, they get paid well. We're not just talking 250 quid. Girls were getting paid in the UK for doing a boy-girl scene, their first boy-girl scene. 250 quid for something that's going to be out on the internet forever, that they are so young, they don't know whether or not it's something they want to do yet. That needs to be protected. Vulnerable people need to be protected. And not just women. I'm talking about people of colour, LGBTQ, trans, sex workers, in that area need to be protected because they are so much more vulnerable than me being a privileged cis white woman. And even then, I'm still vulnerable, let alone everyone else. 
So yeah, we try really hard to make sure that we are working with companies that do pay people properly, that at least try and have an inclusive cast, an inclusive crew that that just seem a little bit nicer rather than like the money grabbing producer that fucks everyone over, which again, I've worked for over and over again in the UK. It sounds like that the sex industry is, especially the porn industry, industry is still so far behind the actual real world. All yeah. the things you've just described of what you'd expect in a working place, you know, you'd like to think nine times out of ten happens mm-hmm. these days in the office, at your place of work, where I work, and that's all in place. But because it's the sex industry, because it's porn, it's like, well, we don't need to have those things in place because it's just a load of people fucking and because you don't have those unions or mm-hmm. governing body yeah. or rules and things put in place where mm-hmm. or governance of porn but even like, saying even me saying governance of porn out loud go- governance of porn can you do it in a different voice please governance <laughs> governance no, less menacing like more authoritative like a sort of it might be a what's part- authoritative like go on guess your authoritative of governance of porn what Hang on, I'm just getting the words of governance of porn. Alan. The governance of porn. Oh, nice. The governance of porn. Governance of the, porn. The yeah. Governance that would be, of porn. We could be the head of this because there isn't the something head. out there. The head. We could be several heads. Big, thick, juicy heads, guys. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. But you, you were right with, with what you were saying about it. people because get the, the, about the, it. the taboo of it. Yeah. They go... Well, well, no, think... we can't possibly put rules and regs on that and thing yeah. because we don't want to. We don't want to talk about yeah. it. Or they think we, we deserve it. That's the worst yeah. part. It's like ah. you deserve this. You've chosen this life. Um, maybe I haven't even chosen this life. You've chosen this life, and you wanted to do this, so we're not going to help you. This is your punishment, almost. Like, well, you wanted to have sex with people for money, so of course there's going to be violence. So where does that thought process come from? You wanted to go on camera and get fucked by a bunch of dudes and then what? Oh, you're sad because you didn't feel safe? Like, what is going on well, yeah. with the world? Yeah, I am sad because I don't feel safe. Yeah, and you should feel I fucking should feel safe. safe. In doing something that, yes, involves fucking, but why does it have to be unsafe? Why does it, why does it have to be so frowned upon or judged mm-hmm. just because I like having sex and I like getting paid for it? I like playing rugby and I like getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. So what's the, what's the difference apart from I want to get paid to get pegged? <laughs> oh, yeah, baby, yes! And at that Woo! point, we're going to go to some ads. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking stitch-ups. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favorite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behavior creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. It is time to thank our official sponsors on Patreon, and this week they include the following The Burj Khalifa, Alan Burj, Just Tommy, Uwe Le Swimming Pool, Seclair Pool, Emily, Oh What a Night, Neil, The Hamburger, David Gammon, Here's to You, Thomas Robinson, Maggie May, Maggie May Not, Mustang Sally, Willem, Niels von Hinton Reed, Ellie James, Claire, Blakeo slash Blacko, Jim, The Tiger Wood, Like Driftwood, Jack Travis, Rupert the Bear Ellingham, AJH, Andrew John Heath, Alistair Blacklaws, The Professor Chris Getty, King Louis Morgan, Young Man, There's No Need to Fill Down, It's Ryan, Young Man, Sit Down, It's James, The Kaiser, Adam McKay, and He's a Pratt, But He's Our Pratt, It's Jonathan Pratt. To become an official sponsor, just like them, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show and grow the show today. Right, I'm so glad you went to the ads so our listeners could picture some pegging. Shall we talk about pegging? Tom, <laughs> what, uh, what do you know about pegging? Mm, tell me. <laughs> Actually, I didn't know what pegging was till about a year ago. And then someone told me what pegging was and I was like, oh. And and it is, just in case there's listeners out there that don't know what pegging Listen, is. Listen, there's a very real chance I get this wrong, Reid, so correct me if I'm wrong. Is it well, a do. man having something stuck up his ass? Yes, that that's what it involves, but it's mainly a man being penetrated by a female, generally speaking. With, so it's normally, yeah, uh, strap-on. That's what we think of when we think of pegging. So, it's, I mean, yeah, he could put anything up his ass, not necessarily pegging. Being pegged is like, I am fucking you with a strap-on. So it doesn't need to be a peg? Grow up. What? No, but you Grow can. <laughs> it doesn't need to be a peg, but you can involve those. Okay. Nipples, on, the, on the nipples. Balls. On the balls, yeah, depends on what you're into. Fucking hell, that's gonna end. Oh god, smart. Oh. Again, we're no judgment, no shaming. No, no it's king, not judgment. No I'm just thinking of the pain. <laughs> like I'm just like my, my balls get caught every so often in a scrum, and I go fucking hell, that hurts. <laughs> I can only imagine putting some pegs on them. <laughs> All right, Joe. I'm gonna since you've asked me about pegging. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking before we started recording about this weird situation we've got in the world now where the public face, the, the public facing morality you're expected to have is almost Victorian. People are meant to have extremely high standards. But in private, people are doing stuff that they wouldn't have done 10, 15, 20 years ago. So the stuff that you're hearing about, what stuff that you've heard about in the last five, 10 years would most have astonished the Joe of 15 years ago? Um, good question. Really good question. Snowballing. What's that? <laughs> Well, I well actually, I don't fully know because we had um, Paddy on, didn't we, talking about his homelessness? Yeah, and he talked about snowballing with his brothers. Stop. And, yeah, but at the time, and I didn't pick him up on it because it was a bit of a deep, deeper uh, episode. But afterwards, I was kind of in my head. I went, "Okay, no, no, that, oh, that's what he meant by snow. Snowballing is like a drug term of mixing." 
cocaine with that speedballs. Oh, okay. What was it? Yeah, speedballs. That's a speedball. Yeah. <laughs> I completely fucking got I it wrong. I think snowballing something very Whereas different. Snow, I was like, what? He's um, he's sharing cum in his own mouth with his brothers. I was like, this is <laughs> is that snowboard? Felching. Uh, no, so felching. Whoa, hold what? up now. Whoa. Felching is when you come in, generally speaking, an ass, and then suck it, suck it oh. out. Yeah. And you use a straw or a, a certain straw. device to... Yeah. Just pr- for practical purposes. Well, I would go with probably a bamboo or um, oh, nice. metal. Eco. Would you? Like it. You know, you Very don't... Nice. Plastic, no one's using plastic straws no. these days. Mm. Especially for felching, mate. Mm. Uh, what other terms? I have a favourite term at the moment. Go on. Docking. Docking. Yeah, can you can you guess what that is? Docking. I mean, th- any number of things can dock with any so number docking, of other things, can't they? So I think immediately <laughs> I think of docking in space, like a little, <laughs> go, like leaving the mothership yeah. and coming in and then go, oh, I'm just docking. Is it where you take the penis out of the vagina and place it in the butthole? Oh, that's a really good guess. What is it? <laughs> docking. Docking is... <laughs> docking. Docking. Why are you so red? I'm just trying to think, because I would have said what you said. So, Oh, would you? No, but docking You would entails... have specifically gone, <laughs> take the penis out of the vagina and put it in the butt. No, I would have said taking the pe- putting the penis in something so it docks. Okay. All right. But and do I need to be specific where yeah, the penis is going? I need, I need the s- specifics. Okay. So innocent. Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Um, so it's... Putting a penis inside another penis. What? Yeah. What? So foreskin, you know, the magic of foreskin. The magic of foreskin. That's a new podcast we're launching. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode one of mm. the magic of foreskin. Our guest today is Joe Marley. Joe, tell us about your foreskin. foreskin. <laughs> How's he doing? I've got a decent foreskin, if I'm honest. Nice. I've probably got more foreskin than shaft. Beautiful. And what magic can you work with it? <laughs> I can tie it in a knot three times. Oh. Steve's gone. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> so well, hang on to so this docking business. Mm-hmm. Is it is it is it erect? Is it um, flaccid? Whatever way works. So they're I guess. both going in each other's foreskins. The thing is, if you're into docking, you could try it flaccid, but you're going to get turned on. Yeah. And I think obviously, the more you get turned on, the less foreskin you have to play yeah. with. Yeah. So, so maybe it's a, maybe it's an erect penis with a with a flaccid penis with a really lo- and he's baggy. just fucking the foreskin yeah. until it gets hard, and then oh that sounds like a, an ethical porn film right there that sounds beautiful and we can make it space themed yes <gasps> yes as long as everyone's paid fairly I'm down. <laughs> I got you, didn't it? It's the single favourite thing you've ever said. Oh, oh, we're investing. The great thing about all these phrases is how innocent they sound. So docking might sound like you just put your iPhone on a Bluetooth speaker or something. And felching, I've always thought felching sounds like a nice rural pursuit. Like it might be the word for, I don't know, thatching an old cottage. Nice. Mm, Or like a hike. Thatching. Let's go felch. Yeah. What about thatching? Is that something? Probably. Do we Urban Dictionary it? <laughs> so thatching is um, you shave your butt hair. You collect that hair that you've 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 taken out, and you put it on top of uh, your head. 
after you've rinsed it of the foam of course. in a sieve and you put it on top of your head. No, no, you rinse it in a sieve, you dry it out for a few days. Mm-hmm. In the sun. In the sun. Mm, sun and dried. Uh, then you put it on top of your head if you've got really thin hair or you're receding or if your friend has got that, you do that for him. So you give it to him to cover up the bald spots and it's called thatching. <laughs> <laughs> I really hoped it was going to go somewhere more exciting than that. <laughs> oh, you wanted thatching yeah. to be something real. Yeah. Okay, so that's all I've got. Or at what? least sex related. That just seems like really sweet. Uh, this is the whole point though, because you're going to do your OnlyFans thing. You need to keep this sort of information behind the paywall. No, I right? don't. Mm. No, I don't. Yeah. This is perfect marketing. Oh, is this it? is marketing because oh, yeah. yeah. they're like, really? And then they won't find oh. out until they've paid a hundred quid a month. Oh, it's yeah. gone up on it. Rugby bear thatching for the world. <laughs> He's so sweet. Um, I want to uh, because we've got an older guy in the in the room. Oh, thanks. Beautiful, That's, mature, uh, mature. Yeah, I was a little bit worried that you might get a bit creepy. Mm. That just made the creepy noise. <laughs> you did. You made a creepy noise. <laughs> creepy. I knew. I was worried. I was rightfully worried. Um, creepy men. Yes. Do you get? Like, what's the ratio of like normal customer? Can we call them customers or cl- clients? I or don't, yeah, I don't like. I don't even them? like calling them clients. But yeah, clients is, I guess, what okay. we go for. Customers feels a bit cold. They're and not. They're not just money. I think it's really wrong to think people. that. people. Yeah, brethren. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Friends. So, what's the ratio to like ones that you're like? This is cool. This is legit. This is safe. This is. Not normal, because you know what is normal. People have got mm-hmm. very different views of what normal is, but this is this is fine. And then you get the flip of it: the creepy guys mm-hmm. that are just peppering you with "fucking show me a fanny" yeah. or yeah. "here's my cock" and send you a hundred different pictures, all that lot. Like, do you get a lot of that? Uh, it, of course. Yeah. And does it? And do, are you like, well, there's something for everyone, or are you like, fucking hell, mate? Would you just back off? You're this creepy old guy. I.e. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, sorry about this, Tom. Um, so, firstly, I'm a target because of how I act and what I post on social media. So, not even including OnlyFans, um, being a sex worker, posting even just sexy photos, you become a target. You, a lot of people look at you and think, she's being sexy, so therefore I can instantly be sexy with them. Um, and potentially creepy. I would say the the percentage of creepy guys is really low, but because the creepy guys stand out so much, all the non creepy guys, the non creepies, yeah, the, the non creepies, they don't message me. They're not weird. They maybe message me like, a, "Hey, you look beautiful. How are you?" Like that's cool. But those are the, aren't the ones that I remember, and the ones that stain your mind. You know, the ones that are on Twitter sending you dick pic after dick pic. And it doesn't matter if you've written, hey, like, I really don't want to see your dick. Is it okay if you don't send this to me? And they keep doing. I had an email the other day from a guy. and Old school. Wow. And when I I wrote back, like, most of the time I just ignore delete. But I was feeling like, yeah, I'm going to try and educate. And I said, why do you think it's okay to send this? Um, I know you're, I know you mean this as a compliment, but... I didn't consent to this. I don't want to see it. It's actually technically illegal now in Scotland, which is amazing. Only in Scotland. Um, we don't see dick pics. As like, imagine you were on the street and you were flashed a dick. That is yeah. very fucking illegal. Mm. But yet somehow we we, we accept it so online. On, so it's, it's legal in England and Wales. I think. Not I think in Scotland. Still, I think they're working on it. This guy, I wrote back, and it was like he ignored me. He just sent ten more dick pics, and I was like, dude. 
the that's the creepy no go pisses me off um i've tried to be nice and respectful i've tried to empathize and see why you're doing it where you're coming from but you've just gone too far most people when i write that they'll be like oh my god i'm so sorry uh, like i'll never do it again because people just like who educates they're not teaching people in sex education they're not teaching boys and girls not to send explicit images without consent and you recently in the uk did the government go oh yeah we should teach consent with sex education because there was a there was a survey that came out and 90% of women 90% of females had been sexually harassed somehow that's fucking ridiculous 90% it's nuts it's terrifying and it's it's a shame and it's like all we need to do is just sort out our education talking like three to four year olds not about sex but about consent about their bodies age appropriate sex education up to three three to four year olds yes yeah that's young but again not teaching them about sex no i know but what what do you want to teach a three to four year old Things like consent, like, okay, so if someone comes up to you and says, would you like a hug? You can say no. That's your space. Yeah. That kind of thing. And that will build, that. that's the building blocks for when they're older, for when they are exploring themselves and their bodies with people to go, actually, yeah, I, I don't want to have sex right now. Yeah. Well, I don't know why we're not doing that. Yeah. But people think sex education for three to four year olds and they freak the fuck out. That opens up a whole... Not a, different, not a can of worms, but that opens up a whole different discussion of how we parent in this day and age. Yeah. And, you know, me and Daisy are exploring at the moment about different ways of how we parent our children compared to the way we were parented. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they were parented before that where you talk about consent and things and people are like, you should, can't be fucking talking to four-year-olds about sex. It's like, no, no, you're not specifically going, oh, this is set. You're, you're teaching them right and wrong yeah. rather than and non-taboos and, like you said, owning your own feelings and it's okay mm-hmm. to be angry. It's okay yeah. to... So although we've gone from segue of talking <laughs> to sex workers, yeah. it is important that it's it's a wider discussion of the younger generation and teaching them and educating them in a lot of things about relationships, not just sexual relationships, but Mm -hmm. friendships and what's right and wrong and how to be yourselves and owning your emotions and stuff like that. So And things like the negativeness from porn. Like the reason why so many people fuck up in the bedroom is because they've had poor sex education and they've been taught by porn that is unregulated, that is free, that often or not is violent towards women. You know, in the free films, they always cut out. When you're watching something that's, like, a little bit kinky, they always cut out that pre-bit of the... I mean, we skip it anyway because we're just horn dogs. But that pre-bit <laughs> where it's the interview of, like, so what do you like? What don't you like? What's your limits? What's too far? We always cut that out and we skip that. And that's so fucking important, not just for kink play, but for sex in general. So do the, does that go on? Is the actor, do you call them actors? Performance. Yeah, performers, actors, but then... yeah. Are those chats actually, are there limits? Are there things, or are they just like, well, you've signed up to fuck and it's free for all? Mm, And that's unethical. That's the unethical part. We're going to do whatever we want to because we're paying for it. Rather than, yeah, what are you cool with? What are you not cool with? During the scene, if you said you're not cool with something, it's okay to say you're not cool with it anymore. And that's what it should be like for sex as well. Yes, I want to be tied up. I'm tied up. Oh, I don't know about this anymore. You know, we should be able to go, okay, cool. Thanks for saying that. Let's let's do something different. So they make out on porn like, right, he's got a raging hard on. She's mad for it. But actually, is it far more sterile than that? 
in on the set, there's actually 40 people. There's a towel girl. Are mm-hmm. there towel boys, by the way? Um, yeah, I mean, there are male runners, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's very heavily male, the porn industry. Okay, Everyone fine. in the crew. That's why I ended up getting a job, because I was the only one girl that was like, I would like a job, please. And they were like, well, okay, this is strange for us. Usually yeah. it's just... Uh... My university had a shit fit because they were like, you need to do work experience. <laughs> and I was this like... This is my work experience. Yeah, I was like, this is my... I was in the porn, porn industry for two weeks and they had a shit fit. They were like, it's unacceptable. You need to write an essay proving... And I'm dyslexic, so writing an essay is just an absolute no-go Just bring the town in. Yeah, um, and... I just loved it. I was thrown in at the deep end and I did television production at university. I have a degree and yet this is what I choose to be a sex worker. I choose to do this for a living. I choose to work with our little cute company called Come Curious talking about sex all day <laughs> with our podcast, Fuck's Given. Sorry, I just had to plug that, you know. Oh, we'll plug Sneak. the shit out of it. <laughs> you know. Back to the porn set. What other roles are there? Because sometimes I talk about a fluffer. Yeah. In rugby, we talk about fluffer. Oh, he's a bit of a fluffer. And yeah. That to us is someone who fluffes someone's erection before going... Is that right? Nice. Um, they used to exist. Porn back in the day was fucking amazing. Oh, better. Like, oh, yeah. This, Why? It was like a real film set, like a Hollywood film set. Bigger budget. There would be a crew of 30 to 40 people. Catering because, van. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, and it would, and people got paid properly. But now, because of technology and modernization of it, an unethical set looks like a bunch of blokes standing around one girl waiting for the guy to get hard. Then it's two hours of taking stills. So this is, we're talking commercial. So Brazzers, Mofos, Fake Taxi, although Fake Taxi is actually pretty pretty legit. We like What's Fake, fake taxi. taxi? A Fake Taxi picks up a girl and then the girl fucks the driver. I can't, out of all the questions you could have possibly asked in this episode, you've gone... What's fake taxi? No, do you know why I it, asked that question? It's the most self-explanatory <laughs> thing we've had. I'll tell you why, Joe, because right, I don't find taxis in any way sexy. I generally feel a bit sick in the back of them. And if it's a minicab, <laughs> they smell of fags and the last occupant. So yeah, yeah. in no way is a taxi a sexy vehicle. Well, lots fair. of people would beg to differ. I'm in, yeah. I'm in the wrong. Yeah. Fair, fair from you. Um, so to begin with... Uh, these two performers, they might not have ever met each other before, but they have to fuck. So we're waiting for the guy to get hard. Some professionals, they get hard really quickly. They can stay rock solid. Some professionals need AIDS like Viagra. And uh, some people find it really hard and it takes them a while. They're not necessarily in the porn industry that long, though, unfortunately. Right. You know, you're, th- you're a professional. You're there to perform. Um, they have to take stills first. So all the photos which is a lot of photos. So the first time you see them fuck isn't actually the first time you see them fuck because they do the photos first, which is a bit weird. Two hours of photos. So two hours of photos, taking all these photos, Exhausting. and it's generally like stripping. So the girl does a photo set, then they do a photo set together. Then they get... And they're doing all the positions that they think they're going to do during that scene. So the, this, these photos have to mimic the video scene. For continuity. Yeah, for continuity. So they almost have to, again, pre-plan. Normally, on set, it's like, oh, we want to do three or four positions. Not every porn company works this way, by the way. This is just the ones that I've had experience with. So let's do, like, doggy there, missionary over there, and then sit her on the floor there, and she can bounce up and down on me. Um, and so they do that in the photos, and then they go for, we might have, like, a lunch break, Sometimes it's cheese and, <laughs> cheese and ham sandwiches. Just, when you say lunch break, Joe and I are both imagine conjure up what a lunch break involves. <laughs> what the fuck? This is just this is a lot of work. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just like a fucking film set. Porn is it's literally film. a fucking film set. It's a film set. It's a fucking <laughs> very film good, set. Very good. Um, there isn't fluffers anymore, unless it's like a ridiculously huge, I don't know, orgy scene. But a fluffer used to be paid for. I, I think that's long gone. That mm. hasn't been in there mm. for about 10 years. Mm. Um, normally, it's just the female performer will help the guy out if if she wants to, if he asks. Um, sometimes they assume. They're like, help me. I'm struggling. <laughs> it's a bit like, okay, cool. <laughs> Um, sometimes you've got guys going off to the corner watching porn, trying to get hard. Watching porn? Fucking <laughs> bonkers. Yeah. This is he's literally bonkers. in porn. So he's in porn, but he would watch a different porn. Yeah, if he's, if you know, if, if he can't get his head in the game, you know, you've got a crew of fucking loads of blokes there. So uh, in all of this, the way you're describing everything, I'm picturing Tom <laughs> as the lead role. Thank you. In it all. And Amazing. I've just pictured you going off onto the corner of this studio. On that screen, just go, wait go, wait a minute, guys, I've just got to put some porn up and <laughs> then I'll come back to the porn set and I'm just, I'm dying here, I'm picturing it all, yeah, yeah, yeah go And it's, it's a, you know, it's a big production, you've got lights everywhere, blinding lights, you've got at least like one or two cameras, maybe a third camera, um, and a lot of it is stop and start, stop and start, until you get to the video and then you can go, hey, so you guys can go, that's kind of like... What, how I see an unethical porn set and it's not asking the performers if they're okay if what's happening is alright can we get the lube do you need some time do you need a moment together to like settle in so it's stop start stop stop can you stop fucking her in that position we need to change position now hold your calm not yet we need another five minutes on the camera okay right go again uh, you know she could be in agony in pain she's dry it's done they're tired it's been like four hours of on off fucking Yuch. in front like in weird positions that they're uncomfortable with mostly naked in a cold environment um, depending on what country you're filming in and at the end it's like right ready for the pop shot ready when you are okay where do you want it and normally it's out because you know we want to visually see the pop shot we like that doesn't no choice of the girl it's always right today they've requested for a facial for example or like tits or butthole or something and then that's the holy trinity there isn't it right there (laughs) (laughs) just love the way or butthole butthole yeah fine Um, and then there's the quiet moment where everyone's very silent waiting for the cum shot because without the cum shot there is no video there's so much pressure on the dude to stay hard and to come when they want and then the cum shot happens and it's like, okay, that's a wrap. Or maybe not. We need to do the intro. We need to film this bit. We need to do that bit. It really depends on what company you're working for. Did I hear you mention earlier that you've got a boyfriend? I do, yes. So you're a sex worker with a boyfriend? I am, yes. How does that work? As it's a, in, it's how, a good question. That, you know, similar to there's porn stars out there that have got husbands, wives, kids and etc but surely that has some complications to it is is that right of course like any relationship will have complications i have actually always had long-term partners um and sam he's lovely he's a new guy uh well i wouldn't say no but he we talk a lot a lot of it is communication open communication um helping me to understand what he's okay with what he's not okay with but also putting what i want to do and my desires out there and what I feel is more me. It's hard for a lot of partners to deal with the fact that their partners may be in porn or a sex worker. Of course, I put my stuff out there. It's not on my dating profiles, but I have a lot of my kinks, my fetishes, my interests, what I'm into, who I am, my social media. 
uh, that's also like a pre-vetting process. So they know, then there's no surprises when they're actually, oh, second date in, you're like, oh, just so you know, um, I'm a sex worker. That's, yeah. that's how I make my money here. And they're like, whoa, that's what the and fuck? A, and a lot of But they knew that, that from the off. So Sam mm-hmm. knew that from the off and... Yeah, knew it from the off because for me, that's important. But a lot of my friends will not tell the people that they're dating until it's further along what they do. When I used to work at the Babe Channels, there was so much shame around what they did. And that just broke my heart because what they're doing, there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. People may think that and people might try and push their ideas on them, especially partners who maybe have insecurities, who maybe have trust issues. Um, maybe they're not even communicating properly. I just think all of it is about communicate. I would never do anything that my partner wouldn't be okay with. Never. If there's something I wanted to do that he wasn't sure about, we would talk about it and we would think about it and go away and come back again. Like, how do you feel about this now? Um, it's a lot of baby steps and it's a lot of you know, being actively wanting to try and figure it out. Not like, no, absolutely not, you can't do this. Because that's dangerous. That's damaging. If that's something I want to do, our relationship's not going to last. But what I want is you to hear me and to think about it and to accept that I might have a go and see how you feel afterwards. You can't say no to something unless you try. Joe, I'm just going to say, bearing in mind that you described me as uh, the dirty old man, your breathing has been particularly... Sorry, creepy. Your breathing (laughs) has been particularly heavy. (laughs) Well, that's really unkind, um, and <laughs> I've got a chest infection, mm. actually, yeah. um, and I've got uh, a bent and wonky nose, <laughs> um, and the mic's been quite close to my mouth, and I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to deflect the creepy old man caricature onto me, but that's actually you. Okay, still. thank you very much. Okay, <laughs> thank you very much. I mean, you're both creepy old men to me. So. Thanks. It's yeah. really kind of, and I'm owning that. I'm owning that. Own I'm it. proud of it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> nah, you're good. Reid, it's been fantastic having you on. Your podcast is called Fucks Given. If people are searching for it, they can search for Fucks Given or they can search for F star star K S given and they can find it that way. Nice. That's perfect. Yeah. Just prepare yourself. There's no holds barred there, is Absolutely there? Absolutely not. It's wonderful as in to hear you just talk so openly and honestly about sex, relationships, taboos and everything. And the the way in which you and Florence do it is amazing. Thank you. I love it. It's really good because there's a lot more to sex workers and that that side of things Mm -hmm. than we think. And uh, the crux of it comes down to relationships and communication. Just I love it. Not judging other people. No. It's their bodies. They can choose what they want to do to it, no matter what it is, whether it's sex work or going off to the fucking kink club and getting felched, you know? Just doing a bit of light country so, felching of a weekend. So, uh, <laughs> on that note, I think it's time to say goodbye. Thank you, Reed. Thank you. I've had such a nice time. You've both been lovely and respectful, and I really appreciate it. I thought Reed was great. She was absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm going to love talking to the listeners and teammates and friends and family trying to uh, describe that episode to them. And I can't wait for them to hear it either. Some fucking docking. Jesus Christ. Even, oh God, I'm just picturing some of the faces of people hearing docking. That was just a a particular highlight for me. The thing is, though, with this show, when I really, really enjoy episodes, it's because I've gone in with a few preconceptions and then I've finished it thinking about the world in a different way. 
and that definitely happened after listening to Reed. Yeah, she was great. Really, really good energy to her as well, um, and completely changed the way I look at. Well, originally I was like, oh, sex work, you know, sort of turn my nose up at it a little bit. But the way in which she speaks about it, the choices she's made, it's like, well, it's a completely different angle to look at it at. Well, if you'd like to hear more from Reed, her podcast show is Fucks Given, and there is more intimate talk about relationships and sex and all the grey areas in between. Find it in all your usual podcast places. If you'd like to support this show, you can now subscribe on Apple, Spotify and Patreon. Search for Kel Surprise, The Joe Marler Show. Who's Kel Surprise? He's the guest next week. And if you buy a Joe Marler Show bubble hat in January, get this, you go into the draw to win a signed England shirt. Go to joemarler.co.uk forward slash shop to order your bubble hat today. Lovely, Tom. Who's on next week? It's a cyclist. What do you mean? It's an elite road rider. Okay, thank you for being more specific. Goodbye. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.